Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Millennial Mind. Something a little bit different this week, because I'm obviously not in the studio, we're not filming in the hotel room in India, I'm at home. Before I started sharing all of the episodes from Mumbai, I really wanted to do a little solo episode just to talk you through exactly why, how, and what I did in Mumbai and basically the reason behind of starting the Mumbai series because a lot of people were interested to know why I did it, how I did it, what I exactly did and so this is just a little video to show you that. If you haven't already, please, please, please can you press the follow, subscribe and like button because the more engagement this podcast gets, the bigger the guests get the better the conversations get and the better the show gets for you all too. So as you all know, my cousin got married in Udaipur. The wedding was amazing, just amazing. And I'm sure all of you that saw it could see how amazing it was. But I planned this trip a year ago. So when I had my full-time job, I knew I was going to India. And I really thought then, even with my job, which I don't understand how, I thought, why don't I film in Mumbai? And I loved the kind of catchy title of Mumbai's Millennial Mind. And so the idea was really formed. Now, if you've been watching my podcast for a while, you'll know that I interviewed Shubhika Sharma last summer, the founder of Papa Don't Preach, which I also wore at the wedding in Odebo, which I loved. But I interviewed her and she connected me with someone called Harshal, who I also interviewed in Mumbai's Millennial Mind. But he is honestly the reason why I was able to do this podcast over there because he connected me with a crew, he connected me with the guests. And if I'm completely honest, what I found in Mumbai is so different from London. Everyone is super collaborative. Everyone really wanted to help. And I just felt that everyone was just so nice to me. And so one of the main reasons for doing it in Mumbai is obviously I'm Indian, as you all know, but I've been brought up in the UK. I was born in the UK. And what I really wanted to do was have conversations with other Indians who are living in India, who have been raised in India, who have been born in India, and to see, is there really much of a difference? And let me just tell you, there absolutely was in some ways, and then there wasn't in other ways. So the real why as to why I wanted to film in India is actually a lot of my followers, a lot of my listeners are based in India. Recently, the podcast was actually ranked number two in the mental health charts in India, which was amazing to see. And so I wanted to create more of an impact by having impactful conversations with people who live there, who will share their insights with me. And it really, really was that. So you're probably wondering how on earth did I organize a crew and the cameras and know what to get? So I'm working with an editor and a team here. So Arjun is someone who, if I'm honest, has been kind of part of my journey from when I first started. When I was younger, believe it or not, I used to sing. And he used to have like a studio in his house, so I used to go over there and sing. And then he was running podcasts, and so when I wanted to start my podcast, I'd always ask him questions. And now he's editing the show, or his team are, and so it's like a really nice full circle moment. But he essentially went through the whole kit list for me and was like, this is what you need to get, these are the cameras, these are the lights. We had three cameras. I can't remember how many lights, I think it was five or seven. It was, it was an extortion amount of lights. And we had two mics as well. But I have no idea in terms of what mics, what cameras, what lights, anything to get. I'm really not a technical person. So he really helped me with that. Harshal connected me with a video sound producer team. And then they sent me over this list. I did it with Arjun. He told me what to get and then I got that. So that was really quite straightforward. The difficulty was the language barrier because I can understand Hindi and I can speak it, but it's very broken and I can say like half words. I can't really speak properly. 
they could understand English and obviously speak Hindi, but they couldn't really speak English, it was broken. So they would be communicating to me in Hindi. I would understand that and respond back in English. So it was quite funny actually. And they were amazing. I had three people. On the first two days, it was the same people. And then on the last three days, there was one person that kept getting changed out. So it was really nice and I got really close to them because obviously we were filming this whole podcast at the Taj, I'll come on to that in a minute, but they were with me literally the whole day. So now let me talk around the location. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. So a lot of you know that I did my first ever goal setting workshop at the Taj in London. And so I thought, okay, well, what's the most iconic hotel in Mumbai? Obviously the Taj. And so I reached out to them. I organized this whole trip with the Mumbai team. I had to submit my list of guests. I had to submit how many followers. I had to submit how much coverage I was going to do. This wasn't a gifted stay. However, they did give me a discount and they did upgrade me to a suite so I could film the podcast in the lounge area. I really did not want to do this in a bedroom. And so I needed to make sure I had a lounge and it was the most insane room, honestly. I'll show you the room. At the Taj. I'm blown away by the way. This is just a toilet, one toilet. This is my dressing room, which is beautiful. Hello. This is another toilet. <laughs> I'm sharing a room with Akshay, so I'm happy we have two toilets. This is a bath and a shower. How amazing is that? And look at this, this is my room. But sorry, look at this. This is a foot spa. How incredible is that? We've got a foot spa for us. So incredible. And then look at this view. This is the gateway of India. We don't know what's happening there, but first dual fashion show in India is happening here in a few weeks. Really sad, I won't be here too much. Forced myself to go, but you know, I'm here, I'm losing my voice because we've just been at the wedding going crazy. So I'm trying not to speak too much, but. And then this is our lounge. Honestly, insane. Look, they've even given this, which is luxurious Ayurveda. And then this, which is oh for him. Actually, they got one for you. No way. Yeah, they got moisturizer, shave spray, face wash, orange peels. That's for you. Oh, and then look how sick this is. Yeah, where, like, can I just say I'm so in awe. I get all these things. 
breakfast, meeting room, tea, coffee, soft beverages, cookies, high tea, cocktails, cognac and chocolate service, gym, which I'm not going to go to, 25-hour butler service, early check-in, late check-out, pressing of two garments per day. How insane is that? So nice. Bloody amazing. No, I don't mind being away from the family. <laughs> all of our family are staying at the JW Marriott and we, I was really upset I was like I'm really going to miss them like I'm so stupid oh, why didn't I sweet now. yeah I was like oh I'm so upset because this is just insane super excited right we're going to unpack get some food tomorrow's a big day three podcasts here so essentially I filmed the episodes in the lounge area which was just so great because Obviously there was no travel time, there was no need to faff. It meant that I could literally change my makeup and my hair and my outfit in between shoots very, very quickly because my room was obviously there. So it was great in that sense. Now you're all wondering who my guests are because loads of people have asked me who they are and I'm not gonna tell you until we release them. What I will say is I had a list of guests that I reached out to before, so probably around three to six months ago. I did have some big Bollywood stars, but they fell through, unfortunately, so I wasn't able to record with them, but maybe maybe next time. And then I did a Q&A on Instagram where loads of people recommended a few people and I reached out to them through that. And that was really great. Now, when I went, I had nine guests scheduled. When I got to Mumbai, three people canceled on me. So I essentially had six guests. Now I was there for five full days and I was paying the crew for the entire day. So it didn't matter if I recorded 15 podcasts in one day, I know that's impossible, or I recorded one podcast, I still had to pay them for the day. So for me, I was trying to maximize the amount of people I could get in, one, to make financial sense, because hiring a crew of three people with the lights, the mics, the cameras, isn't cheap, even in India. And so I was trying to maximize on that as much as I could. So I was trying to get guests while I was there. Now, this is the great thing I found about Mumbai. I actually recorded 15 episodes in five days, which three episodes a day doesn't seem that crazy, but it is super, super tiring. And I didn't actually balance out to three a day. I think the first couple of days were two or three, and then it went up to four. And then on the last day I did six. So it was absolutely crazy on the last day. But meeting all of these people and connecting with all of these people was so incredible. On the first day, someone would say, okay, they came to my podcast, they loved it. So they would say, okay, do you want to get this person on your podcast? And I'd WhatsApp them and say, okay, cool, have a, let's have a call to talk around a topic. We would have a call in between the filming to talk around the topics. And then we would say, cool, what time can you come tomorrow? So it was really fast paced. And if I'm completely honest, for each of these guests, I really didn't research into them, if I'm completely honest, because I really did not have the time. Even prior going to India, I felt like there was so many big things that have happened to me in the last few months. So towards the end of last year, I was designing the new performance planner. I did all the procurement for it. I still do the procurement for it, but designing the cover, doing all of the pages, getting all the colors, speaking to the manufacturers and finalizing the version two design was actually a really big deal. And then on top of that, doing the goal setting workshop, which is the first time I organized an event, which was really stressful in itself. And then doing the TED talk and the preparation for the TED talk at the beginning of this year. And then doing the virtual goal setting workshop whilst organizing Mumbai's Millennial Mind, whilst also continuing with the content that I'm doing now. 
was just a lot. January I recorded so many podcasts in the UK and then February I felt was just full of events and really fun events so it was really great and I wanted to go to all of them but I have actually had to cut back on saying no to so many people now because I feel like my whole life I'm just otherwise going to an event and so for the last few months it has been really really hectic so when i went to mumbai i was exhausted after the wedding i mean if you all have been to an indian wedding before it is exhausting and when it's your close family it was my first cousin it was exhausting <laughs> and it was my first cousin i was super tired but i really cannot tell you how much i love recording this podcast it is the best thing that I've ever done to quit my job and do this full time because I don't know how I did this before. I have no idea how I was planning to work my job and then do the podcast when I had the full time job. I don't know how I did it, but it is the best thing I've ever done. And I really, really love these episodes. And the days that I felt tired, I genuinely would think, imagine if you were working in your office job right now. And then suddenly I would just feel this immense feeling of gratitude and I would just really enjoy the episodes, these people. I think one thing that also keeps me going is I remind myself that I'm here to learn from all of these guests. You know, I'm not here to ask them really particular questions. It is really about learning and understanding about how I can be better, what I can take away and what the audience can take away. And because it's so value focused, I felt that this time I'd got better at asking those questions without having to research the guest fully. I mean, I think if you have a guest that's had a lot of controversy, so let's just say I was gonna interview someone like Prince Harry, then obviously I would need to prepare loads, but when it's someone that, you know, doesn't have a lot of controversy around them, they're not really like a hot topic in that sense that everyone needs to know about this particular thing that happened, I felt that the conversation just flowed a lot better when it was more natural and that's what I really focused on in this series. You'll see that for the first few I have my card and I did that kind of because I wanted to have something that said a millennial mind. Obviously the studio was purple and everyone recognised the podcast through that but I had the mugs, I had the card and so I felt that in India I didn't want to have the millennial mind mugs because I thought it would kind of kill the vibe in the thaj. so i essentially took that with me and then on the last few i think i just left the card because i was like forget it i'm just holding this up for absolutely no reason so i ended up recording 15 full episodes which is amazing for me and it was really important actually that i recorded so many because i'm trying to change my studio in london i feel that in the last few months i've seen so many people do their podcast at outset studio which is an amazing studio and loads of people have asked me and i've told them like i'm really not someone who's going to gatekeep that information also you can find it but i was always trying to hook people up with that studio with the people who run it but i just feel that i need a very distinguished look for a millennial mind at the moment and so it was really important that i recorded loads of episodes in india so now it gives me the time to figure out where the hell I'm gonna do my podcast because I really have no clue. But I do have essentially four months of content now. So up until June, all you'll be seeing is Mumbai's Millennial Mind. One of the key things that I learned, and I've touched upon this obviously already about everyone in India is that they're just super collaborative. So like I said, people would introduce me to people over WhatsApp and invite me in a group and they would do it immediately. Like as soon as we finished the podcast, they would say, okay, I've got this person, this person, this person. I think they'd be really good for you. Do you, want, do you want me to call them right now? And they would call them. And if they didn't get through to them, they would create a WhatsApp group between me and that person. And I think on the second last day, every single guest I had, I had six guests on my last day. Every single guest I had, I think was booked 
the day before or two days before because none of them were booked when I got to India. Absolutely, I didn't know one person. So they were booked the day before or two days before, which was crazy. I thought that was amazing how quick and how efficient everybody was. And another thing I do want to say is only two people were late, but for the first few days, literally everyone was on time. I was genuinely shocked. So we landed in Mumbai on Wednesday night, really late. By the time we had dinner and everything, I think it was like 11 o'clock. So I was really exhausted. By the way, I had lost my voice from the reception the night before because we were just partying so hard. And from the wedding, generally we were just screaming and shouting and having a great time. It was just honestly so much fun. But I lost my voice. And so I was like, I'm gonna get into bed early. But by the time we went for dinner, by the time we unpacked and sorted everything out, I essentially just passed out at like 12.30ish. I had a foot bath that day, which I probably shouldn't have had. But you know, when you get to a hotel and they have all these cool things. I mean, I've never really stayed in, I have stayed like when we've been upgraded before, but it's not like a usual thing that I go and stay in like a really nice suite. Do you know what I mean? And so they had things like you had a butler and people would, and every day they would press two of your clothes for you. So I just like would hand them all my dresses. I didn't have to iron anything. It was, I was really spoiled, honestly. And I wasn't, and I was just like so excited. They had like nuts and like a whole skincare thing and like this foot bath and they had like flower petals everywhere. I was genuinely so excited. And so I didn't really go to sleep that early, which is my mistake. Because the next day, the crew on the first day take ages to set up. If you bear in mind, like all of the lights, all of the cameras, the angles and everything, we had to move the furniture around. They took at least two hours to set up. So my first guest was coming at 11 o'clock. And so I told them, okay, just come at eight. Thinking, obviously, obviously, Indian timing, they would get there at around nine. Bang on the dot. Actually, they were early. They came at 7.30, they called me. They were like, we're downstairs. I was like, wait, what, what on earth? And actually this is a really funny story because I was in the shower at 7.30 and I put a hair mask in my hair because my hair after the wedding was just a shambles. So I had the Fable and Mane like hair mask in my hair. And my brother was like, they're calling you, someone's calling you. So then I was like, oh, okay, can you just, I just spoke to them on the phone, literally in the shower. I came out of the shower, I spoke to them on the phone. And then I was like, to Akshay, I can't go downstairs looking like this. My hair was completely wet and I was in my gown. And at the Thaj, they're quite strict. Like you can't just dress like a hobo. Like I'm a bit of a hobo. I would obviously go down like that, but you can't dress like that. And so he was like, I'll go down and get them. I was so dumb. I fully got changed. I started, I went into the bathroom to start drying my hair and I realized I obviously didn't take the hair mask out because when I got out of the shower to take the call, I just forgot. So then I had to go back in the shower and wash my hair. It was honestly a bit of a disaster. By that time they came up because it's actually a really big hotel. So thank God it took them a while to come up. And then they set up. So between like eight and 10, they were setting up. I was telling them what to do, like introducing them, like talking to them, trying to speak broken Hindi. They were trying to speak broken English. And then we just realized, you understand English, I understand Hindi, let's just communicate in our languages. And then we'll just figure it out, which we did. This was the first day. So I remember I went downstairs to have breakfast because I was starving. I felt like after the wedding, I was so hungry because we were eating so much every single day. And so I remember having my tea and my puri. And then boom, the guests had arrived, bang on time. I was like, what on earth is going on? Why is everyone on time here? I don't get it. In that episode, I was so tired. I can't tell you. Like, it was probably one of the most amazing people I've ever spoken to, but I was so tired, like just exhausted. And anyway, I was a bit nervous about it because obviously I hadn't recorded in this like space before. I didn't know what the angles were gonna be like. I was genuinely a little bit nervous, but then after the first one, it was fine. I then had like a half an hour break in which I went downstairs, sat in the sun for, no, actually it was an hour. I went downstairs, sat in the sun, 
really amazing that massage gave me lounge access because what that meant was I could go into the lounge, have tea, free tea, free coffee. They had food every single day. So they had like two hot, two cold uh, options. And then they had like cold sandwiches and then like a selection of cakes. It was called like afternoon tea. And then they had like all the drinks you could want. So it was just great in that sense. I could come downstairs, grab a cup of tea, grab coffee and then go back up. And so that was like really great. And this is what I mean. I just felt super sport. They were so nice to me and I just loved staying there. So big shout out to the Thaj. But anyway, then I went back up, recorded. And then that day, we every evening actually, not just saying that day, we went to Juhu because my entire family were in India. This is like the first time we've been on holiday in years in terms of a holiday. We obviously went on a cruise last year, I think it was, or the year before, but that wasn't really like in the sun in Mumbai. And I just love Mumbai. It's such like hustle and bustle and like barter culture everywhere. And I really like that. I feel like it brings out a really cheeky side to people. And so I really loved that. And so essentially we went to Juhu every single night because everyone was staying in Juhu. And so we went there in the evenings and then we would chill with our family and then we'd come back. So every evening we were coming back at around midnight, one o'clock. It was exhausting. But anyway, for the next few days I just recorded, like I said, what was really amazing was how collaborative everyone was. So there was one guest who I'll tell you. Actually, no, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you, I'm sorry, I can't tell you. But there was one guest who I had who we just got along straight away and actually loads of people asked me to interview her. So there's a little bit of a hint. But she actually invited me to her birthday that evening. And so that was the last night all my family were leaving as well. But like everyone in Mumbai just stays awake for ages. You know, I really struggle to stay awake at night. If you know me, I like to go to sleep at like 9.30, 10 o'clock. It never happens. I'm always awake till 11.30. But I would like to, in an ideal world, go to sleep that early because I love to wake up really early. So at the moment, it just means I don't get a lot of sleep. But anyway, that's for another day. But essentially, she invited me to her birthday that evening. We had the last dinner with my entire family and my parents left as well. It was actually only me and my brother that was staying in Mumbai for an extra few days. And so we left that dinner at around 11.30 and then I got to the party at 12.30. I mean, I was genuinely like, who am I? This is such a weird thing. I never do this kind of stuff. We got there and I met so many cool people again. And actually one of the girls who was there followed my podcast and she was an entrepreneur herself. So I was like, great, come on tomorrow. So it was really great to meet people like that. I missed out a fundamental part of how I got this one big guest. I was coming back from Odeipur to Mumbai. I've said it about a million times, I went to the wedding. But as I was on getting on the plane, there was this girl who recognized me. Now this actually happened in India a lot and it was so nice to think that people in India, like in the most random places, are watching my podcast. So in Udaipur, the bride that was getting married before Shreya, my cousin, said that she follows my podcast and she actually came and found me and was like, I've been following your podcast. I just got married here too. So that was just so, so special and so lovely. And then when we were getting on the plane from Udaipur to Mumbai, the girl who was sitting on the plane was like, I watch your podcast all the time and so does my brother. And so we like were talking on the plane. And then when we got off the plane, she was like, can you do this video for my sister? Because she just got married in Udaipur and she loves your podcast. So I did this like little video, which was really cool to be like, hey, happy wedding day. And like, congratulations. And yeah, you know, just say hi. But she actually grew up in Mumbai, this girl that I met on the plane who watches the podcast. So she actually grew up in Mumbai. And so she was like, 
we know loads of people, why don't we connect you? Which was so sweet. And this is what I love about this community is that so many of you are watching and listening, and I've always said this from the start, I really believe I have a community that really wants to help me. And this was so kind. Like, I know she watches the podcast and she likes it, but still to go out of your way and say, let me connect you with these these people. She added me into this WhatsApp group with, um, sorry, iMessage group with a few other people. And then actually one of those people introduced me to this really big guest and I interviewed her. That all happened within the space of 48 hours. Like, that's how quick and efficient everyone is in India, which... If I'm honest, I don't really feel that in the UK. Everything takes so long. Like when I'm trying to interview a guest with millions of followers, it takes days, like weeks, sometimes months. Cause you have to go through like this agent and that agent and it's just a bit long. So I just loved how everyone was super helpful. And the thing is with Mumbai, it's quite small. So you'll bump into people at different places. So for example, I went to Bastion and I met this guy there that I was talking to who was connecting me with guests. And then I went to Soho House and the person I met at the party of the girls, girl who I interviewed, I'm trying not to give away the names, he was there and I met him again. And then I met these other people at Soho, everyone at Soho House was super friendly by the way, like everyone would just come up to you and talk to you. It's really not like that in the UK, it's very closed. And so I just felt the culture there was totally different. I don't know why, but I just felt everyone was super nice, super collaborative. And really, if I didn't have these connections, like if I wasn't meeting people and then they were connecting to other people, I would have probably just done maybe six podcasts or seven podcasts or however many I had. I would no way near have been able to do 15, which is a lot. One of the questions that everyone has been asking me is how did you manage? Now, like I said before, the podcast is the best thing in the world to me. I love it more than anything. And I never feel happier than when I'm interviewing someone. And so whenever I felt tired, I genuinely, like I said before, would remind myself of, do you want to go back to your office job? Like, would you rather be doing that? And so even though it was difficult, I really tried to embrace every podcast with reminding myself that this is exactly where I want to be and this is exactly what I want to do. So for me, it wasn't really like a chore. It was more reminding myself that this is, this is not my dream. This is what I hoped to do. You know, last year, if you told me that I'd be in Mumbai now recording a season and people wanted to come on my podcast and people were asking me and people who I interviewed were then telling all of their friends about it, I would have dreamed of this, so why don't I enjoy the moment? And that's really been kind of my ethos this year is stop worrying about the future and just enjoy the moment. Now, the the downside to that is obviously I am super burnt out. And I really feel that because for the first time in a long time, I don't really have any new ideas. Like I genuinely cannot think of any new ideas. And even though my goals are really clear and I've set everything out, I kind of feel like I've lost my creative spark. Before I would think of like so many new ideas every single week, every single day, I'd be like, I wanna do this, I wanna do this, I wanna do this. And now I'm kind of like, yeah, I just wanna stick to my goals. And that's really weird for me because normally I'm doing a hundred things a million miles an hour. So it feels a bit weird. So I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I feel that I am a little bit tired and a little bit burnt out and so, Today, when you'll all be watching this, I am going to Unplugged, which is actually a gifted stay, which I'm really excited about, because I've been wanting to go to Unplugged for months, 
But in the last few months, I just haven't had like two or three days where I can just log off. It's really strange. I just haven't been able to do that. And so now finally, I'm excited to kind of escape because I do have a lot of things that need to be done, but I kind of just want to escape my problems and go there. And you just put your phone away. You don't really go on your laptop as much. I am obviously going to be on my laptop because I have work to do. However, I can't really reply to emails or speak to anyone or use social media. And so naturally, I'm going to be on my screen less. So I'm super excited to go. I hope that you enjoyed this solo episode. I haven't done one of these in so long and I know that the sound is probably not that great. The lighting is probably not that great because I'm at home and my mic broke. But I hope you nevertheless still enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please make sure you're subscribed, you're following and you give this video a thumbs up. I will see you next week for the launch of Mumbai's Millennial Mind. The first episode will air next Tuesday and I'm super excited to share this entire season with you.